1: Found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans seventeen hundred K B G G.
2: Good afternoon and welcome in once again, the Ken Miller Show with Trent Condon on the air with you. Back at it on a Thursday and a busy one here today with you as we got all reaction from what we found out late into the evening yesterday. After uh, things wrapped up late afternoon, Lindell Wingington announcing he'll be making his way back for his sophomore season to Iowa State. And then Tyler Cook announcing that he'll be making his way to Iowa City and back for his junior season with the Hawkeyes. Two good decisions for the in state team. A lot of excitement, certainly there. Apologies, a couple minutes uh, late getting on the air today, not in our normal 1202, instead 1205, as I was on the teleconference with. Fray McCaffrey and Tyler Cook. Had an opportunity to uh, hear from both of those guys, ask a couple of questions, and uh, we'll be bringing that to you here throughout the day on 1700. Fray McCaffrey Press Conference we will bring that to you a little after 1 o'clock today and then uh, on your drive home during Jimmy B and TC, Tyler Cook, and uh, what he had to say about his decision to come back with the Hawkeyes for another season. Plenty of reaction today and uh, running solo. You can join me at 515 264 1700. Again, that's 264 1700 for the two way sports conversation. Here with you for the next two hours and uh, so many different avenues to get into, but we're starting on the local front here at the forefront. NBA Finals, they go to the back seat. NHL, Stanley Cup Game Two, to the back seat. We'll get all to that. Baseball and a whole lot more a little bit later on. But at the top, I got to say, I was wrong. Dead, dead wrong. I, I really believed that we were going to find out yesterday not only Tyler Cook was going to be leaving the University of Iowa, which for the longest time, I don't want to say felt like a foregone conclusion, but it felt like the chances were better. Now that is with conversations that we have with the beat writers of Iowa City and, and the Hawkeye beat, talking to, I don't want to say sources. Look, I don't want to act like I'm more important than I am. Because you guys know I'm not important at all. But but people in the know, people that I feel like can give me good information. And and from what I continued to hear from people, it didn't look like he was gonna be back. But listening to Tyler Cook during the teleconference today, maybe it was just more media speculation. Maybe this was fake news. I I, I don't know. I guess I've never been wrapped up on that side of things. I stay out of politics, as you guys know on the radio here, so, but to be wrapped up into it, and you, you sometimes get into your own cocoon, your own little bubble, and it's an echo chamber of the same things, and it leads you down a path that, that, listen to Tyler Cook today, I don't think it was going to be the decision that we ultimately got yesterday. A couple of interesting things that came out of it, and one of them including him saying that there was an opportunity there. Now, he didn't want to get into the specifics of it. He didn't want to talk about a team or a guarantee that he had. But he said that he had, quote, an opportunity in the pros. It was a legitimate choice that he had to make. So this wasn't a case where it was everybody telling him, you go, you're you're not going to get a contract. You're not going to get a G League contract. No chance at a two-way deal. It doesn't sound like that was the conversation at all. Instead... It was him deciding to come back, make himself better, make himself into a first-round pick. That's obviously what any player wants. I mean, more than anything, that's what you're shooting for. Because of the guarantee of that first contract that you get as a first-rounder, that's what you're shooting for. There's guys on the fringes that'll take a shot. There are more opportunities now with the G League and the two-way deals. There are more chances to stick, even if you aren't a first-round pick, than there was in the past in the NBA. But Tyler Cook makes a decision to come back. More on that certainly coming up later. Fran McCaffrey, a little after 1 o'clock, we'll hear from his teleconference from earlier this morning. On the other side, Lindell and And this one felt different. For Cook, it felt initially like he was gone. The longer it went, that may be a better chance of him coming back. I still, if I had to make a bet on it, I would have bet on Cook leaving his name in. Alas, that doesn't happen. More lost money for your boy T.C., then, Lindell Wigginton. Initially, testing the process, going through, not a big deal. Doesn't get a combine invite, had some workouts, went through that. But the deeper it went into it, and again, this is the speculation business that we're in. I got four hours of content to fill a day. I mean, I can just sit here and say, I don't know, move on to the next topic. But, but you, you listen, you dig deep, you... You read between the lines, and yes, that can be very dangerous. And I don't do it with malicious intent—not doing it to get a guy in trouble or anything like that. But, but you're trying to read through the tea leaves and and see if there's more that you can glean out of it. That's what I strive to do. And not just give you cookie cutter. I don't know. Now yeah, we'll see. Want to give you more? I think you guys deserve that, and and that's what I strive to do here. And as I was reading the comments of Prome out as they're going through the, the, uh, si- the tailgate tour across the state over those two weeks, he kept mentioning 50-50. But the one thing that stuck out to me was it didn't feel like there was a ton of communication with Wiggington and Prome. And, and that struck me, A, is a little bit odd, but B, maybe more importantly, concerning. Concerning that, well, I hadn't talked to him in a while, hadn't heard that. Look, I don't expect them to be texting and emailing and and calling each other all day long. It's not that, but there was just, there was a part of the tone that I picked up that that I wondered if it was closer to not. But the speculation is gone now. We don't have to speculate anymore. What we do know is this is great news for Iowa and Iowa State. And I threw up a tweet this morning. I love to get people's response to this. You can go on Twitter at Trent Condon and find out your responses to this. What's more likely this season? With Wingington back, I believe Iowa State not only is a surefire NCAA tournament team. You look at that roster, you can play around with starting fives. There's a whole bunch of different lineups that you can go out there and come up with great combinations for the five, with the 8, 9, 10 guys that are going to see playing time. So much depth and talent on this Iowa State team. So NCAA tournament, as close to a lock as you're going to find here on May 31st for me, for an in-state team. On the other side, for Iowa, still, last season, the 4-14 and year in the Big Ten, roused my head. Frankly, a Big Ten that was bad last season compared to what you're normally accustomed to in the Big Ten. And with that thought process, came up with this. What do you think is more likely for next season? Iowa State, to be a Sweet 16 team, Win a couple of games, get to the second weekend, or Iowa, just being an NCAA tournament team. What to you appears more likely? Because Iowa State, they're a tournament team. Iowa, I'm not so sure. And if I had to make, if I had to put a wager on that, now remember, I'm over two. <laughs> I would have bet going into yesterday that Tyler Cook and Lindell Wigginson to go bad. I mean, you can look take a look at my account if you'd like someday. I'll give you a look. I'm not always a winner. My wife says the same thing. Often. Let you win more of those bets. It's a good idea. I'll take that advice to heart. So to me, I believe if I had to put money, even odds, minus one ten on each side, I was an NCAA tournament team, or I was State's a Sweet Sixteen team, I'm betting on the Cyclones. This lineup is loaded. You got a backcourt now with Weiler Babb. Coming back healthy, that still to be determined. How much of that knee injury, was it debilitating? Is he back to 100%? That's a question, certainly. Cameron Lard, some of the things that happened with him, no big deal, pipe in the car, all that stuff. All that aside, look at the talent of this roster. Look at what Iowa State is going to have. Babin Wingington in the backcourt. A front court that you can play a myriad of different ways. With Lard, Michael Jacobson coming in, Solomon Young. Oh, when healthy, we saw how good he is. You add Muriel Shayok to the mix, a guy that can fill it up in a big way. Zaran Talley, who had tons of big moments for Iowa State last year, and now maybe a better role from him, or he's not asked to go out there and play 32 minutes a game, but you get him playing his best and, and getting him in the right situations at 22 minutes a game, I love Zaran Talley in that role. And I haven't mentioned Terrence Lewis, who, though he didn't show up last year, I still believe in. I still think that kid's going to be able to to be a shooter on the outside, and then four incoming freshmen, highly ranked incoming freshmen. You got talent, Talon Horton Tucker, a top fifty player nationally, another top one hundred guy, and Zion Griffin, Halliburton Conant, Maybe both of those guys are more projects. We're talking, we're talking about the twelfth and thirteen guys here on the roster. This team is easily 10 deep, 11 deep, if you believe in Griffin getting minutes right away. You got Nixon sitting out this season. But but overall, this team's stacked. Where Iowa, they were young last year, one of the youngest teams in college basketball. Not an excuse, a reality. But that was a team with expectations coming into the year. On the local front, most everybody on the Iowa beat believed, at the very least, they are an NCAA tournament team. I told you last summer here, during this time, I I was wondering if they should sit guys out and get them some rest because they were going to be so deep and so good. Dead wrong. Another one. Let's let's make it 0 for 3 on the day. But 4-14, and the defensive issues that they had. 242nd in the country in defensive efficiency. Offense not a problem. Defense up and down the roster. And it's not a roster that turned over. And it's not a new coaching staff. It's not a defensive guru that's brought in like John Beeline. My money? Where I'd be putting my bet? Iowa State in the Sweet 16 over Iowa just being an NCAA tournament team. That's where I sit today. Great news, though, for Hawkeye and Cyclone fans. Cook back for the Hawkeyes. You got Wigginton back with the Cyclones. A lot of excitement. We've talked about the anticipation for Iowa Iowa State football coming into the year. Maybe as high as it's been combined with the two teams. Now, it's not going to be quite at that level, I think, basketball. But both fan bases are thinking NCAA tournament. Both fan bases, I think, are going to be thinking big things. Great news yesterday with Cook and Wigington on their way back. We'll be back coming up on the other side. We got Matt Snyder stopping by. We're going to talk some baseball with him. Seth Gruen will be here later in the hour. We'll talk a little Big Ten. A lot of guys coming back to the Big Ten. I mentioned earlier how bad of a season it was overall in the Big Ten in basketball last year. Well, maybe with some talent sticking around, could be good news overall for the Big Ten and make it a jump back. We'll get into that with Seth Gruen about 1240 this afternoon. Fran McCaffrey a little after 1 o'clock, the teleconference from earlier today. And then Ken Miller will go out to Vegas with Ken and check in with him, see how things are out in Vegas. That is the show here for today. As always, you can join us again, 264-1700. We'll get to some open phones a little bit later in the program Today, but coming back next, we're talking baseball. The Cubs lose a tough one last night, two to one, to the Pirates. Still, feels like they are—they're gaining a little bit of momentum. You, Darvish, no structural damage, good news there. Can they figure out Chatwood? Can they get Darvish on the right track? Those bats have been heating up. Cubs on the come, chasing down the Brewers, who just continue to be an excellent team. That bullpen as good as you're gonna find. Gonna be a fun race. A lot of baseball talk coming up. On the other side, as we're here with you until 2 o'clock today, it's the Ken Miller Show with Trent Condon on 1700.
1: You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG.
2: Imagine that there's a place where you can have a good time and do good, too. At the Blank Park Zoo, you can. There's a whole world of animals to discover, tons of fun things to do, and so many cool things to see. And the whole time you're having fun, you're actually helping animals. How awesome is that? Every
4: trip to the zoo is an adventure and a chance to help threatened wildlife everywhere. Imagine that
0: it doesn't get much better than a great day on the golf course family-owned river valley golf course is a par 72 18 hole public golf course along the beautiful raccoon river valley with twilight specials every day after 4 p.m frequent player programs a clubhouse available for parties and much more river valley is just minutes west of the des moines Waukee area learn more at rivervalleygolf.com that's
1: rivervalleygolf.com river valley your golf course There's a reason Craftsman Tools have been around for over nine decades. It's because their solid reputation is built on trust. They've been trusted to be in the hands of the Home Improvement Weekend Warrior and the pro who knows these tools will be there day in, day out. After all these years, Craftsman Tools have been in garages and toolboxes all across the country. They're finally coming home to Lowe's. Welcome Craftsman Fixers and Doers. For your go-to tool brand, start with Lowe's.
5: or call 440-1133. Baseball. Is there another professional sport that brings out as much passion and as many memories in their fans? Kevin the Flag Guy here. We love baseball at Heartland Flags. Go Reds. We know what the flag means, and so do you. The classic pinstripes, the simple W, or the iconic throwback logos of your favorite team. Baseball is back, and it's time to fly your favorite team's flag. Shop in-store, 3719 Southwest 9th in Des Moines, or online at heartlandflags.com. The Heritage Carousel turns 20 this year, and we want to celebrate with you. Join us on Saturday, June 9th, from noon to 4, as we wish the carousel happy birthday. This great family-friendly event will include food, face painting, classic cars, magic, balloon animals, and of course, free carousel rides during the party. So join us at the Heritage Carousel in Union Park on June 9th. The Heritage Carousel is owned and operated by the Des Moines Carousel Foundation, and is a not-for-profit organization. For more information, go to heritagecarousel.org.
2: Hey, it's Trey Condon here from Jimmy BNTC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. Call New Leaf Wellness. My weight had been increasing, my endurance during workouts was waning, and I was just feeling sluggish. New Leaf Wellness put together a program to help me lose weight, improve my energy, And they can do the same for you. Call New Leaf Wellness today at 515-650-1358 to schedule a free, no-obligation consultation. That's 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. And tell them TC sent you. Hey guys, Nate Adams. Buying jewelry can be scary. When I was
5: ready to propose, I went online first. But then I stopped by Christopher's Fine Jewelry. Christine showed me the four C's and helped me understand what I was buying. I got a ring that my wife loves to this day and a relationship with a local jeweler that is so important. If you're ready to propose, go to Christopher's today. Stop by today to see the many unique
1: rings in all price ranges. Learn more at christophersjewelry.com. sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG.
2: Check out back with you running solo this week. Ken Miller, he'll be checking in from Vegas though later on in our number two coming your way at about 1.30. Right now, going to get into some baseball talk. Our old friend Matt Snyder from CBSSports.com. He joins us on the Dr. Stephen Fuller and Fuller Family Dentistry Hotline, what is happening, Matt? Uh,
6: well, let's see. Uh, there's some slide that everybody keeps talking about <laughs> that I'm tired of, and Shohei Ohtani threw it 101 miles per hour last night, fastest pitch by a starter in baseball all year.
2: Pretty good. We we saw the uh, the pitch uh, 105 the other week for uh, was last Sunday, I guess it was uh, from the Cardinals. It just Pitching in, in general, we, we see how specified things are becoming. And this is an avenue I kind of want to take with you here. We've seen Sergio Romo start a couple of times now for Tampa. We see the infiltration of bullpens and just how important it is and, and what you can do. The Royals showed that firsthand and what the Yankees have built on and on and on. It just, baseball, the, the evolution of the game, even over the last three, four years. Do you like where the game is going?
6: I mean, if more teams are going to emulate the Rays and what they're doing with the quote-unquote opener, which is such a stupid term, it's still a starting pitcher, <laughs> uh, no, I don't like that at all. I think it's stupid. I think it's a look-at-me tactic. I think it's a way to save money because uh, starting pitchers make more in arbitration than relievers do, mm-hmm. um, and if you have a reliever who's starts, quote-unquote, starts 30 games, but doesn't have that many innings pitch he's not going to make as much money so it's just another way for the raise to suppress salary that they're paying and i i think it's ridiculous
2: so that's not something that you want to see the, the evolution of the game the pace of play i i think is is completely overblown but there are some tendencies that continue to crop up matt and leads to frustration the, the mound visits not a big deal pointing the guy to first base not a big deal is there anything that you'd see implemented to me? I, I go to the Iowa Cubs games down here in Des Moines, and I love the pitch clock. You, you notice it right away, and then after that, after your first inning or two, you don't even give it a second thought, but the pace improves there. It was shot down by the Players Association, but where do you sit on that and, and pace the play overall?
6: Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, hopefully it did not sound like too much of a curmudgeon there because I'm angry at what the Rays are doing. <laughs> Almost everything else I support. Like I, I totally support the mound visit thing, and I, I think it's, it's just like the intentional walk thing where once you get into the season, you stop noticing it and you just get used to it and you re- and, and if you actually think about it, you realize, well, why did we waste so much time on this before? Mm-hmm. Like, well, I, I don't understand why we needed a guy to throw four balls if you just wanted to put this guy in first base. Well, like, because like three percent of the time the pitcher throws it away? No. Uh, I, I love that rule. I love. I, I was calling for years for uh, to limit the mound visits because of the Dodgers in the postseason. They were ridiculous with mound visits. So I, I, I like where that's going. And, and again, the pitch clock for people. And again, I've been preaching this for years, and you just mentioned it for people who actually go to minor league games and watch when they have a pitch clock here in Indianapolis. We have the Indianapolis Indians, so it's same league, International League. Uh, You don't notice it. The clock's there, but the pitcher just pitches within the clock, and you don't notice it. It's one of those things that you just kind of get used to, and it's there, but you don't really notice it that much. And I I, I want it in the bigs because of people like Pedro Baez, and again, I'm harping on the Dodgers, but they are really annoying to cover the postseason. Uh, But, yeah, I I, I like where everything else is headed, just not the Rays thing.
2: All right, we're talking with Matt Snyder right now. You, you said you are sick of it. I've got to bring it up one more time. The, the slide heard round the world, Anthony yeah. Rizzo going hard into the catcher against the Pirates a couple of days back. Now, full disclosure here, Matt, you are a Cubs fan, but you got it. Correct, to but I'm objective. You, You're objective. That was incredibly dirty. I, I don't want to
6: say dirty because I think dirty implies an intent to injure, and I don't think that he was trying to hurt the guy. Uh, but it was illegal. It was stupid. It was bad. It was uh, against what the rules that Major League Baseball has implemented. And uh, I, I was especially—I'm I'm more annoyed with Joe Madden to the situation than Anthony Rizzo because Madden continuing to dig his heels and Like I, I get defending your player, but once the league says, "Hey, that was illegal," and you know the rule specifically says you can't deviate from your path to make contact. He clearly did that after he was already out. Mm-hmm. For Madden to continue to dig his heels in and then say all fans are stupid, they don't get it, I, that's just too far for me. And uh, I, I didn't like it. Um, overall, though, again, I, I don't think it was dirty. Uh, because, again, dirty, dirty implies that Rizzo is trying to hurt somebody. I don't think he's trying to hurt somebody. It's just we, we, we were all for a generation, for generations before me brought up to try to break up double plays by any means necessary, and that was part of what we did. Now, the rule's different now, so they need to adapt. But I, I don't think that he was really doing anything other than his instinct.
2: Okay, I, I can agree with that. That aside, Cubs, uh last night aside, starting to heat up a little bit, it feels like. Uh, bats coming together. Rizzo, he's actually swinging the bat well after a disastrous start to the season. Feeling pretty good right now with the squad and what you're seeing?
6: Yeah, I mean, they're four and a half games out because the Brewers never lose. Uh, but I still would be surprised if the Cubs didn't win the division. Um, the Cubs are five and ten in one run games, the Brewers are basically way opposite of that. And a lot of that points to just sequencing and good fortune versus bad fortune, so I expect those things to kind of even out Mm -hmm. over the course of the year. And uh, the the one thing I I do have concern with on the Cubs is starting pitching because Jose Quintana has been inconsistent to bad. Hugh Darvish has had no command at all, and now he's hurt, and you don't know when he's going to get better. And Tyler Chatwood is ridiculously bad with control. So that needs to get fixed. But aside from that, the bullpen is unbelievable, the offense is very, very good. Uh, defense is very, very good. Uh, if the Cubs get starting pitching in order, which they should, then I think they win the division again by something like five to ten games.
2: You know, I, I was thinking about this a little bit earlier, and, and the Brewers, like you said, they just continue to find ways to win. We continually talk about this team, and, well, they're going to need another starting pitcher, maybe even two starting pitchers. But you know what? If they just get in, it, be it as a wild card, we're winning the division doesn't really matter with the days off in there and the bullpen that they had. You know, If Hayter can continually give you two and a third, what else that they have in that bullpen, maybe you don't need to worry about that so much. And, well, it kind of gets back to what we talked about with Tampa. Just get us through the lineup twice, and we're going to be in good shape with that bullpen in Milwaukee. Yeah,
6: I mean, it reminds me a little bit of the Yankees. Mm-hmm. When we look at uh, the, how good and deep that bullpen is, And People keep asking, oh, the Yankees need more starting pitchers. I'm like, "Eh, I I don't know if they do because they have adequate starting pitching and an incredible lineup and incredible bullpen. Now, the Brewers don't necessarily have as incredible of a lineup, but if you're just talking about uh, keeping runs off the board, you're right. You only need to get through like four or five innings, especially if you're in a playoff series. Now, you worry about overuse for sure. But if you're talking about just one game, like you said, like if it, if the Brewers get in the wild-card game, for example, I, I, I don't think I'm that worried about the starting pitcher there because if you get through four or five, then you've got Hader, Jeffers, Knievel, and I, I really don't think you have to worry about that much else.
2: And those guys can give you extended, and, and with Hader, I mean, the guy's nuts. He doesn't give up. Finally it's gave ridiculous. Up, he gave up a hit finally yesterday to a left-hander, but he just – He's so dominant there. He can give you. It's not a one-ending guy. He's given a lot more than that. It's an incredibly dangerous team, and we know what they can do with the bats, and it feels like there's maybe even more upside on that offense still this year.
6: Yeah, I think there is. Um, I, I I mean, especially if you look at, like, Ryan Braun <laughs> hitting below average. He's 34 years old. He's he's a third age, but I still think he's better than that. Domingo Santana is better than he's hitting. So, mm-hmm. Johnson VR, I mean, he had a breakout season two years ago. What's going on now? Orlando Garcia is not hitting at all. He's awful right now. So there, there's definitely some more untapped upside in the offense, for sure.
2: And uh, they get Eric Thames back, and away they go. A very dangerous Milwaukee squad. Who's dangerous in, outside of the Dodgers making a comeback? Who's dangerous in the National League West? Do you like anybody right now?
6: Nobody. <laughs> they yeah. all awful.
2: Yeah. It's
6: terrible. Uh. I guess you could look at the Giants and say Madison Bumgarner is coming back Tuesday, mm-hmm. Johnny Cueto is going to be back before long, Mark Melanson should probably be back before the end of the season. If they can hang around, maybe they can make a run, but I still don't love that offense. Uh, I just I, I don't like anybody in the NLS at all, not even the Dodgers, but the Dodgers are probably going to take that division with like 87 or 88 wins
2: exciting exciting well maybe more exciting than what we're going to get in the central the indians back above 500 they've won five in a row the twins though are falling apart in front of us byron buxton back to the dl Irvin santana maybe he'll be back at the end of may hell it's the last day of may and he's not even close and they're taking another look at him it's bad for the twins right now they went out and spent lance lynn's been a disappointment though better as of late they lose a series to the royals is it over? Before we flip the calendar to June, can I just stop watching baseball and my Minnesota Twins? <laughs> uh, I mean, no, I, you can't do that. You can't I give know. up on a baseball season. Come on.
6: But uh, yeah, I, I don't think I have good news other than saying you can't quit watching. Right. Uh, it's just it, – it does not look good at all. I, I do. I, I thought it was only a matter of time until the Indians found their stride. It looks like they're finding it, and the Twins – Going in the opposite direction, losing the series to the Royals is very bad news. So, no, it does not look good in Minnesota.
2: Not looking good there. And uh, Buxton on the DL, he hasn't hit after he came back. He had, had the uh, concussion systems, his symptoms. He comes back, doesn't go on a rehab assignment, and it's been a disaster. He went on a rehab assignment. He broke his toe. Just one thing after another, It's it's been a rough one there. So, the Indians are catching up a little bit here and playing good baseball this is a team I still like a whole lot, regardless of you know the Red Sox and Yankees and, and even the Astros being, what, I guess in the standings six, seven, eight games in front of them. I still like this Indian squad. I, I still think they have a shot to be the representative of the American League. How about you?
6: Oh, absolutely. I, their only problem so far has been the bullpen. I mean, the offense was slow getting going, but I think a lot of it had to do with the weather. Um, but the bullpen has been a major issue. The good news is, that's generally the easiest thing to fix Mm -hmm. first of all bullpens are volatile and over the course of the season things tend to even out so you would expect them to just start to pitch better with the, the talent they have also you can get guys on the cheap in front of the trade deadline not necessarily big names because we know guys like Andrew Miller uh they cost a big price in trades but you can get lesser guys in front of the trade deadline to kind of beef up the depth in the bullpen And just natural regression, bringing up guys from the minors, trying different things. I feel like by the end of the year, they're going to have the bullpen figured out again. Andrew Miller will get healthy. He'll be back to himself. Cody Allen will get back to being himself. And, uh, yeah, I think come playoff time, they're going to be just as tough as the Yankees, Red Sox, and Astros.
2: Looking forward to it. Well, we got a long baseball season before we get to that point, Matt. Always appreciate you giving us some time. We will do it again soon. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you. Matt Snyder from CBSSports.com. You can find his work online at CBSSports, and you can find him on Twitter at Matt Snyder CBS. We're coming back on the other side, and we got a lot more here to come. We're going to be talking more basketball coming up next. Yes, basketball, none of the NBA variety, though, game one happens this evening boy just appears to be such a blowout on paper tough to get into that we're gonna talk a little college basketball Seth Gruen's gonna be by we'll talk Big Ten the returns who got better who got worse in the Big Ten a little football talk as well coming up Seth Gruen he'll join us coming up next here it's the Ken Miller Show with Trent Condon on 1700 You found your home
1: for real sports talk, for real sports fans. 1700
2: KBGG. Are you interested in starting a new franchise? You can find a lawyer right here in the state of Iowa that can assist in your franchise needs. Rush Niggett of Brick Gentry PC provides law services for those involved in starting a franchise. Find more information online at RushOnBusiness.com where Rush Niggett can assist you in buying and starting a new franchise. A presenting sponsor of the 2018 high school baseball season on 1700 KBGG. Brick Gentry PC and Rush Niggett.
4: Growing your own vegetables is quicker and easier than you think. If you think big, as in big one-gallon bonnie veggies and herbs from the Home Depot. Right now, a special buy at three for just 12 bucks. They start bigger, so they produce a harvest faster. And for proven success, you can't pick better plants than Bonnie's. One-gallon Bonnie Veggies and Herbs. Right now, three for just 12 bucks. Only at The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. While supplies last, selection varies by store, U.S. only.
2: MWE Exclusive is proud to announce their 5th Annual Meet & Greet Car Show, Saturday, June 9th at Blue Moon Dueling Piano Bar, a family-friendly event with just a $5 entry fee. Enjoy vendors, food trucks, cold drinks, live music from cold filtered, and tons of beautiful cars, from luxury to classic to racing, and everything in between. It's the 5th Annual Meet & Greet Car Show, Saturday, June 9th from 4 to 9 p.m. at Blue Moon Dueling Piano Bar. Details online at MWExclusive.com.
3: Over the past year, we've been thinking a lot about how we got to where we are now. Because somewhere along the way, we lost our way. So at Wells Fargo, we're recommitting ourselves to our customers. We've eliminated product sales goals for retail bankers who serve customers in branches and call centers. So we can focus on what matters most, your satisfaction. Wells Fargo. Established 1852. Re-established 2018. Wells Fargo Bank N.A. Member of FDIC.
4: The Home Depot has free carpet installation for any carpet purchase over 699 bucks. Free installation, as in no hidden fees for moving furniture, ripping out old carpet, carpeting stairs, fees other places charge for their free carpet installation, we don't. For carpet installation that really is free, start with carpet from The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Valid on carpet priced $1 or more per square foot. Specialty items may be priced separately. License numbers available at homedepot.com slash license numbers
1: One more beer for me. Exile needs quality. So savagely.
4: You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? Well, find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200.
1: You found your home for real sports talk, for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG.
2: Welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show with TC here on 1700 KBGG. Trent Cotton and Solo this week. Ken Miller will be joining us, though, at about 1.30 or so this afternoon. So I'm going through during the commercial break there and had messed up my times with Seth Gruen. Bad work out of me. Uh, he's set to join us a little bit later today. But going to talk with Seth, obviously, a lot about the Big Ten landscape now. After the announcements, guys leaving for the draft, guys staying in. You know, Michigan State, no surprises there, obviously. With Bridges moving on. With Jackson, those guys will move on. Still a very good Michigan State team next year. Purdue hit hard with graduation a bit. Isaac Hassan being maybe the biggest name. Well, literally, the biggest name there. But we'll get into that. Nebraska gets both of their guys back that had put their name into the draft the Cornhuskers 13 and 5 last season and you know I still do wonder with 10 miles over there. They go 13 and 5, they don't make the NCAA tournament and and something that I brought up a little bit yesterday was just I mean, how much of that 13 and 5 record was just schedule based? How much of that just came down to they didn't play Purdue twice. They didn't play Michigan State twice. They didn't play Michigan. They didn't play the good teams twice. I mean, is it as simple as that? Where, yeah, they beat the teams that were at the same level as them and below, and and that's what you obviously have to do. Or was that a team that, that should have been an NCAA tournament team? Now, the expectations for Miles, and it's very been a very tepid situation. You know, to me, I look over there at Nebraska And frankly, even last season, I was surprised people believed. There were some people out there that thought Nebraska had to get to the NCAA tournament for him to keep his job. Now, that wasn't the case, as we found out. Even with the loss in the opening round of the NIT, he's back for this season. But we're talking about Nebraska basketball. They have a brand new arena, beautiful building. They fill it up. Fan support for most everything in Nebraska is very good. Revenue sports, football, absolutely. But even the non-revenue sports, and you see the way that they support volleyball, women's basketball, wrestling. They do a nice job of just supporting whatever it is in the Nebraska Red. But Nebraska has never won an NCAA tournament game. Never. Now, for years and years, the running joke was, of course, about Northwestern before two years ago. And Northwestern being the only team from the power conference structure to never make an NCAA tournament. Now, Nebraska's made it, but they never won a game. And the academic standards of Nebraska, just a little bit different than what you have at Northwestern to get in. But Tim Miles got him to an NCAA tournament after a long drought. He's had competitive teams. He went through the transformation, bringing them into the Big Ten. Changes there learning the league, understanding what it's going to take it, and the recruiting base. What is the recruiting base for Nebraska basketball? There's not a ton of in-state talent. The guys that are high-level Big Ten guys, they're going to be looking around, probably looking for a higher-level program than Nebraska is. So it's a difficult spot to be in, and you're dealing with Creighton. And Creighton in Omaha, where a lot of those top prospects are, Well, chance to stay home and play in front of 17,000 and play in the Big East, it's a pretty big pull. So I was just surprised that there was even that kind of speculation. I know he did a good job a season before last. It was a disappointment coming off the NCAA tournament bid. I think he's a good coach. A little goofy, a little out there. Goofy and out there, though, I don't think is really that bad of a thing. I really don't. Usually can be pretty good. Usually can be pretty good. But we'll get a deeper look at the Big Ten side of things, and in the Big 12 now with the decision on the other side from Cook at Iowa to Wiggington at Iowa State. Look, we go into every year, and it's Kansas. And we'll try to trick ourselves from time to time and, and find a team that, that we fancy after and we like. But it's silly to do anything else other than just pick Kansas to win the regular season crown and to be the team to beat in the Big 12. It's silly. It's silly to do anything else. I used to fall in that trap. I haven't for the last decade. Because it doesn't make sense to do it. And this team's going to be really good. Azubuke, he announced just yesterday that he's coming back. Big man in the middle that I thought showed a lot of improvement as the season went on. You got the Lawson twins coming in after their transfer season sitting out. Coming in from Memphis, including one of the two that many people believe will be a first-round NBA draft pick. You add Charlie Moore to the backcourt. Charlie Moore, a high volume guy at Cal his freshman season, the Chicago Land kid. He can fill it up in a big way. And again, you get back into that combo guard, those two guard, two point guards that Kansas has done here as of late. He'll step right in and he's going to help. And, and yeah, then the guys that are coming back, guys that you already knew were going to be part of this roster and part of this team. A couple more McDonald's All Americans. They're off and rolling. But after that, Kansas State will get some buzz. See, the, the Kansas State love maybe I think is just going a little bit too far in basketball. Yeah, they made the run to the Elite Eight. Great story. Let's not forget, though, the way the bracket opened up for them. It, it, it boggles my mind how people that consider themselves college basketball, I don't know, insider, whatever term you want to use, Just college basketball writers and procrastinators and and talkers. Just Oh, Kansas State, yeah, Elite Eight team last year. They returned everybody. They're going to be really good. I agree they're going to be good. But you put that caveat of Elite Eight, and and at least to me sometimes when I hear that, it it makes you put them up on a pedestal as they were one of the eight best teams in the country. They weren't. Dean Wade, with the injury, hurt, stung. But the bracket opened up for him folks. Virginia lost. Does anybody, anybody at all, truly believe, outside of my K-State buddy Chip, does anybody really believe that Kansas State was beating Virginia in the round of 32? No. So the run's great. And you don't pick your bracket. You don't. It sets up in the way it does. Sometimes brackets open. We've seen big runs that have come out of that. It's all well and good. You just go back to the tournament last year and take a look at what happened for Michigan and their path to get all the way to the championship game. Where what was the highest seed that they played? Was it a six seed? I mean, think of that. As a three seed, and the best seed that you play until the championship game is that. That's the fun thing about a tournament and a bracket of 68 teams. Is those are going to happen. But let's not kid ourselves to think Kansas State is a great team. Good team? Sure. Great, not so much. I'm falling in love with this Iowa State team. With what the Cyclones have coming, and of those four freshmen, you don't have to rely on them at all. You know, on the other side of the state with the Hawkeyes, people, many people believe that Joe Wieskamp is going to come in and be some kind of savior. I don't think anybody's thinking that about... Talen Horton Tucker, right? I think he's a nice player. Maybe even could be a guy that could be a starter, but not a reliance like you're hearing there. But inside, the way that they can play in, and they've lacked depth so much inside at times. But the emergence of Cam Lard, Solomon Young banging, doing his thing, developed that jumper a little bit as the season went on before the injury derailed it. Michael Jacobson, who I think is going to be so, so good. Not only what he does and what you saw, an elite-level rebounder, a good shot blocker, a great defender in the post, but I think you're going to see more versatility to his game than what you saw at Nebraska. Then we haven't got in the backcourt with Lindell Wigington, who has a chance to be a first-round NBA draft pick next season. Nick Weiler-Babb, who was thrust in the point guard role, and suddenly, hey, look what I found. This works out pretty well with Weiler-Babb. Some guys that can shoot it on the outside, Maybe that's the missing component. And and Shayok, we'll see. This is different. The system that he's going to be running here is going to be a lot different than what it was at Virginia. A lot more freedom offensively, a lot more movement there. He's going to like that part of it. But if he learned anything from Tony Bennett, and I'm sure he did on the defensive end, and then can knock down a couple of open three-pointers, look out. Iowa State basketball is going to be really good. Iowa I'm, I'm reserving judgment. A lot, a lot has to improve on the defensive end, certainly for the Hawks. we got an hour in the book, one more to go. Fran McCaffrey, Ken Miller, and a whole lot more coming up. Hour number two right around the corner. Hey, it's Bill Ryder. Nice to be talking to the home crowd again in central Iowa, where I was raised, where I got married. The show is
3: right on you, 5 to 9 p.m. Weekdays on Des Moines Big Talker 1700 KBGG.
5: Hey, guys. Nate Adams. Buying jewelry can be scary. When I was ready to propose, I went online first, but then I stopped by Christopher's Fine Jewelry. Christine showed me the four C's and helped me understand what I was buying. I got a ring that my wife loves to this day and a relationship with a local jeweler that is so important. If you're ready to propose, go to Christopher's today. Stop by today to see the many unique
1: rings in all price ranges. Learn more at Christopher's
5: What type of people will create a world without type 1 diabetes? We're the lift each other up type. The more determined
2: than you think type.
6: The type that will walk for life-changing research. And stop at
2: nothing. Until type 1 becomes type none. Join a JDRF walk near you so one day you could say, I helped turn type 1 into type none. Take the first step at walk.jdrf.org.
0: If you're behind in filing your tax returns or if you owe back taxes to the IRS, please listen carefully. The IRS does not joke around and will not stop their collection action. If you're tired of the IRS letters, levies, liens, or wage garnishments and would like to get a fresh start, please write this number down, 800-527-0526. We at Alleviate Tax will help you say bye to your stress and say hello to being in control again. Alleviate Tax has a program that allows us to negotiate your tax debt with the IRS. Call Alleviate Tax and you'll never speak to the IRS again. When calling, you will always speak with a live person with real knowledge. We're here to solve your tax problems. We've helped thousands of taxpayers like you settle their tax debt with the IRS. Call Alleviate Tax today to stop your tax problem from getting worse. Call now, 800-527-0526. That's 800-527-0526 and get the fresh start you deserve.
4: There's nothing small about your business. Your passion, your hours, your reputation,
2: it's all huge. Your partnerships, even bigger. With Dell Small Business Technology Advisors, you'll get the tech, advice, and one-on-one partnership to help your business grow. Because with reliable Dell PCs with Intel Core processors, you can focus on what matters most, getting business done. Call 877 by dell to speak with an advisor today. That's 877 by dell Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Wouldn't you rather be healthy, energetic, and fit? I'm Dennis Black.
5: Ten years ago, I developed a Texas-sized solution to America's health crisis. I make my
3: Texas Superfood from 55 raw, vine-ripened fruits and vegetables.
6: I lost 60
5: pounds.
2: I mean, that's huge. Since I've been on Superfood, I haven't been sick. It's shocking how much energy I have.
1: Join us on TexasSuperfood.com.
2: TexasSuperfood.com. Or
0: call 877-55-TEXAS. That's 877-55-TEXAS.
5: Caring Hands Food Pantry serves the residents of Southeast Polk School District as well as all of Bondurant and Pleasant Hill. If you live in this area or use the school system and find yourself in need of additional food at this time, come in Mondays or Wednesdays between 3 and 6 or on Tuesday, Thursday or Friday between 11 and 1. You will need to bring in an ID for each member of your family and a piece of mail postmarked and delivered to you for each adult over 18 in order to register. There are no income requirements, no checking of employment, nor need to be signed up for any government or church charity program. We are here to help. If you need food, we have it for you. Caring Hands has been serving the Southeast Polk area for more than-